What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Millionaire Voices Business Motivation Podcast. If you're new, go ahead, check out our channels. If you like what you see, give us a subscribe or a like. Much appreciated. And if you're coming back, tuning in to episode number two, we have an amazing episode. Thanks for tuning in. Let's go ahead and jump right in. On this week's episode, I had a chance to talk with Farrell Kyle, who's took a spiritual journey as he realized a lot of things in his life was focused on chasing money, chasing the millions of dollars. And he found that centering himself and coming back to what's most important in his life and his fulfillment, took a spiritual journey to teach himself how to keep his mind, body, and soul at an ultimate peak. And that's what Pharaoh was able to do. It's an amazing conversation. Make sure to listen in. Pharaoh, we we connected January 24th, 2020. It was a really powerful time. And two days later, we had a transformation day. I met you. I met Gerard Adams. I met Ryan Blair. I met Brian Donovan. And you guys really inspired me on so many different levels. So I'm so excited that I have a chance to speak with you. So welcome to Millionaire Voices, Pharaoh. And it's a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, man. The pleasure is all mine. Um, wow, that year it just blew past. And it's interesting because at that point, there were so many things on your heart that you were healing from and coming out of. And then as we progressed, there were so many things that ended up being on your heart that you wanted to create. And a year later, I'm starting to see some of those things that you're creating. That's actually so true, man. And, and from one entrepreneur to another, uh, I pat myself on the back that I really started to take action and move into a direction to, to see progress and commit to things. And it really was an honor to meet you and to learn about you. And I'm so excited today to talk to you uh, so people don't understand who you are and what you're about. And maybe that's kind of how it's, I'd like to start is a quick introduction about yourself and really what do you stand for and, and who you are and, and what journey you're on? Awesome. Wow, some deep questions. At the age of 24 years old, um, about nine years ago, I was at this place in life where everything was going wrong. Um, you mentioned Ryan Blair. In his words, it was a rock bottom moment. But as a 24-year-old kid, it was a place of just feeling stuck and feeling lost. And I know so many people out there have felt the same way. When you feel like there's something inside of you that's great and calling you to do more, but you just don't know how to do it or you don't even know what that is. So I was at that place. I was in between um, jobs and I decided that now was the time for me to learn how to be successful. But the only thing is I didn't know how to be successful. I didn't have any mentors or anything at that point. So I got on Google. You know, this is before Instagram where you have all these pages of people you can follow. So I got on Google and I just started Googling how to become successful or how to change to a positive life. And I stumbled across this interview with Will Smith. And Will was talking about this book called The Alchemist and how in this book, there's this boy who decided that he wanted more out of life and he wanted to travel the world. The only thing is he was a shepherd and he had to tend to his flock every day. That was his livelihood. If he had no flock, he would have no way to survive. But he decided that if I want to do something that I've never done before, then I'm going to have to take some risks. So he sold his sheep. He decided to travel the world. And then he started to realize that the universe conspired in his favor to help him along the way. Doors started opening. There are synchronicities. So I said, you know what? I want this. 
I want that same thing. So it's so interesting because, and I don't share this part often, but from the time that I saw this Will Smith interview and I said, I need to get this book, I had to wait like two weeks until I got paid again to buy the book. So I'm like, okay, wow, I'm gonna have to wait to actually go for it. So what ended up happening is I had a friend who um, played for the Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons football team. He invited me to this party. And um, I was like, okay, cool, I'm gonna go to the party, you know, everything's gonna be paid for, you know, I have to wait till payday to get money, but I'll be, I'm gonna be good because everything's taken care of. And I ended up meeting this young woman and this young woman, she um, had just come back from a mission trip. So she was talking about how she was traveling the world and how she was building a school and how it really inspired her. And I said, man, one day I want to do the same thing. And she started telling me what inspired her was this book called The Alchemist. And I was so excited. I said, I just saw an interview where Will Smith was talking about that book. I'm going to be getting it uh, next week. And she said, you know what? What is, your, what is your address? Give me your phone number. I want to give you this book because I know how it impacted me and I want to invest that into your life. Mm. I was like, wow. So she took my info. The book arrived like two days later. And as I'm reading the book and learning about the boy even more, I start to realize this whole manifestation thing, it had already started because this woman just so happened to love this book and I just so happened to meet her and then she invested in me. And then after that, I decided I'm going to do something that's completely different, something I've never done before. I'm going to go on a three-day fast, a three-day water fast to completely shift my mind, cleanse my body, do something radical because I needed radical change. So Christmas 2011 was the last time that I ate meat. So I said I was going to go on this three-day fast the day after Christmas. Then I was going to become a pescatarian. And that was going to be the mark of me changing my life. Let's just see what happens. Wow. And within a year, I had met a business mentor. He took me under his wing. And um, I got an opportunity to get a, a, a job that was amazing. And then after that, I um, started my first business, which was a fitness company. Because at this point, I was really getting into fitness. So my business mentor owned a restaurant. I want to pause for a second, Harold, because you're speeding through this background story that's absolutely phenomenal. First of all, you said a lot of things there that I feel like are going to just tap and just resonate with someone. I just want to just hit on that. And I know you're going to speak about it because you're such a spiritual master in my eyes and you really studied the art and the ideology of manifestation and whatnot that I'd love to ask you about. But you talked about the alchemist about a frequency that some signs started happening in your life that I want to really note that you were, it sounds like you were really aware and, and there was a lot of synchronicities that were happening. Although you were on the climb to your goals and your dreams, you, you were starting to have things fall in place. Would you say that at that time period, before you became such an um, expert in the field that you understood what you were doing based on just how do you know you were in the right path in that point? And it was all it was all testing. It was all testing. The first thing that I did, like I said, was I went on that fast. So after I got the book, at that point, I didn't know it was a synchronicity. I just thought that, man, God was on my side. You know, he sent this person to give me the book. Right. That was the first time I had really noticed that a synchronicity happened that fast. But after I went on the fast. Because I studied like Nikola Tesla and all these people who are going fast when they wanted a breakthrough. I said, I'm going to test and see that when, if I change my diet and I change my mindset, if my life would change. Like I literally remember thinking that thought. And then after that, 
things started to change and I was aware enough to notice. And during this time, this is when I was starting to study like vibration and energy as well as quantum physics and how, you know, our thoughts produce a vibration and we put that out, we manifest it. So with the fast, there was one other major thing I decided to do to eliminate all negativity. So I wouldn't allow, you know how sometimes people play and they're like, oh man, you're so dumb or man, you're so stupid. And, but they're playing like anything that had anything negative in language, I stopped and my friends, I'll tell them like, hey man, let's not play like that. I switched it completely because I said that uh, words are energy and I don't want the energy of the opposite of what I'm trying to create to be around me. That's powerful, Farrell. Wow, that you were so aware of that and it's so true. You know, so let me ask you this at that point. So what took you to that, that you wanted to become an entrepreneur at that point where you said, oh, I started a business. Like where, where was your mentality there? You're on that journey. You're looking for abundance. You're reading these books. You're, you're getting into the career. It's 2011, you mentioned. Now let's speed up a couple of years. Where were you going as an entrepreneur? So speeding up. So um, when I met my business mentor, I had this idea where I wanted to start this fitness company and his restaurant was in the equivalent of Beverly Hills, you know, great neighborhood. Everybody in the area is pretty wealthy, well to do. And that city is Buckhead, Atlanta. His restaurant was there. So I came up with him. This is plan. I said, can I put these beautiful flyers for my fitness company on the pizza boxes so that when people are eating these deep dish pizzas and they're feeling all fat and lazy and they're like, man, I need to work out. Boom. They're going to look right there. So I ended up doing that strategy without, I spent maybe a hundred bucks on that. And within a week I got like 10 clients and the first year of that business, I hit hundred K. So that's when I was able to start seeing like, wow, I can really create something. And then my next opportunity came through one of my fitness clients who had a company and he wanted to uh, branch out and franchise. So I saw the opportunity. I did some market research. I took the business to um, the West coast. And 13 months, it took me to do 1.1 million by the age of 30. And that was a goal to hit a million dollars by 30, which seems so far off from the boy reading The Alchemist because I didn't know how I was going to do it. I just know I was going to do it. And then, boom, as you see, synchronicities and things started happening. Would you say to that entrepreneur and your philosophy was, I was that young entrepreneur at 21. I said, I want to become a multimillionaire entrepreneur. Where were you when you said that was a goal at 30 and you hit that million dollar goal? Was that in your, your mentality? What, what, what was your conceptualizing of, of reaching that rich financial state? So it's very interesting because, you know, we talk to a lot of people, especially now, you know, we mentor young people and it's some people who in their mind that seems so far off, it doesn't seem like a reality. But in my mind as a child, I always knew I was going to be successful. I always knew that I was going to be wealthy. I was the kid, I was homeschooled. So I was the kid at nine years old. I'm reading books on Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and how they did it, like as a child. And um, I had a lawn care service growing up because I was homeschooled that I would do all throughout the summer. So I tell people all the time that um, I didn't really have a childhood in the sense of I worked all summer from 13 to 18, but I always knew that I was going to be successful. I just didn't know uh, what specifically was my passion yet outside of the love of business. Wow. You know, I want to go on a couple different directions with you because you have so much knowledge for people and I've learned so much from you, from your wisdom and understanding. Let's talk about you as an entrepreneur. You've always had that drive. Like you said, you've always, your whole life, you've been working, you've been coming up with different ideas. Now you took it to the next level where you got into personal development. Yes. You saw a niche. You, you wanted to take all your wisdom 
and mm-hmm. all your experience as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you felt this why. Talk a little bit about what's going on now, what you're teaching, and let's start going into personal development. In order for me to really dive into the depths of personal development, we're going to have to go to that age of 30 years old, right around that time when I started hitting these financial benchmarks. My spiritual journey, as you know, had already started. Um, started learning how to manifest, take action, and create. But I got to the point where I was in a relationship, and I was so focused on you know the money and all of the great things that I can create in the physical world that uh, her and I, we went to Hawaii to celebrate. And in paradise, when I'm thinking everything is going perfectly, our relationship crumbled because I spent so much time focused on uh, things outside of the relationship. I hadn't focused on the things inside the relationship. So during that time, it opened up my eyes to really realize that, man, all of this physical um, wealth and possessions, it means nothing if you don't have your family or the people that you care about. So I went on a deeper journey on I need to develop kindness, man. I need to develop patience. Like I can be aggressive in business, but I need to also be fair and understanding to other people. So during that time, as I started to develop, I started to realize that, man, we're walking into a new age, the age of the conscious entrepreneur. Like business has been so uh, dog eat dog world, sharks for so long, you know, um, compete and try to kill the competition. What would happen if everybody understood that they each bring a value to the marketplace and through collaboration and unity, we all have these goals. If the world unified, we'd be able to create a new world. So during all this time, my mindset started to evolve. And as my mind started to change, I said, I want to find other people who are ready to embark on a journey, but in every area. It can't just be business now. We have to have the same uh, desire to grow in our relationships, in our health and wellness, in um, our body, our spirituality. And if we have all of those pillars, man, we will be a force that's unstoppable. So I say, I need to devote my life to this because this will be the dawn of a new era. Wow. You know, when I have the, the masters behind these, these recordings put some effects, they'll definitely put it <laughs> that statement, man, because that was some fire. Wow, Pharaoh. That is really inspirational to start. Thank you. It really shows the world that there's people like you that are thinking like this. So, I feel like it's one thing to think about this. There's another thing to actually live it and understand mm-hmm. it. And you're someone I admire in that sense is that you live it. You're one of those people that you're, you, you know, that's saying, talk about it. Don't talk about, be about it. You, you're about it. Let's, mm-hmm. let's dig into some of your principles and what you've been able to master. So what wisdom you provide to people now? One of the first things when I started on my journey, um, I grew up in the church and I got to the point where I said, I had a prayer with God. I said, God, I believe you are real, but I don't know who you are. And I don't necessarily know why I believe in you. I just believe you're real. So if you're real, start showing me who you are for myself, not because of other people. So I remember the first thing that I came across was um, this name of God called I am. And this name came about in the story in the Old Testament where God was talking to Moses and Moses was like, who should I tell you um, your name? Who should I tell the people sent me? What is your name? And God said, I am. And the beautiful thing about this is 
I am, what God was basically saying is, my name is I am. It's whatever I say it is. You can't put me in a limitation or a box. If I was just to give you a name, you would think that I'm confined in the definition of whatever that name is. So when I started to understand that, I said, wow, we were created to be I am's. Danny, you were created to be what you say you can be. Not the limitation of what other people think in their mind of who you are. You are a limitless being, and it's up to you to create that life. So when I broke it down, I came up with this system. It's called the I am method of mastery. And the I for me stands for um, intention. What is my intention with what I'm creating, with a conversation I'm having? What is my intention? Then the A is action. Based on my intention, what is the necessary action steps for me to get the next one, the M, the manifestation. So when I keep this in mind, everything that I do, man, what's my intention for my success now? All right, I know, like I have a definition for it. I'm called to be successful so that I can co-create with other people who have the desire to solve problems here on this earth with no limitations. That's why I'm an entrepreneur, wow. right? So everything that I am, I've written out a definition for it. So that's my intention. What are my action steps? All right, I know every day, you know, I have to do certain, certain action steps steps to move forward in my, my mission, and then M, the manifestation. Every day I'm starting to see the manifestation, but it's only when I have the other two in order. So I live by that. When I think about my health and wellness, man, I want to be fit. I want to look good. All right. Why? What's the action steps? And you can use that simple formula for anything in your life. Try it with relationships. All right. I'm in a relationship with this person. What's my intention? Well, I want to build a safe container where I can both give and receive love openly and freely and create a safety net of support. All right, perfect. What do I have to do to do that? Be honest, have integrity. And what am I going to manifest? Exactly what the heck I just said that I wanted, <laughs> right? So I love that little formula. It works for everything. Wow, Pharaoh. That's something that I feel like you've spent a lot of time realizing, hey, it's, sounds, it's pretty simple. Yep. It's, it's complicated when you add perception and mm -hmm. you add a lot of subconscious and environmental challenges that end up uh, adding layers to yourself and you don't really understand what's happening to you and it people go through this journey in life and sometimes when it hits you in a certain way that you didn't expect you have to know how to navigate it from any type of adversities or challenges or or awakenings that you're having and it sounds like you're really on this path for such a great reason because of your intention and mm -hmm. 100%. That, that, that goes a long way. What are you seeing that people need to address when it comes down to, you know, their situation, of course, but what are you seeing as like a common theme among people on this spiritual path when they look at something like your program? And, and I want to take it even further. So it's on the spiritual path, like you said, and even to the point where we want to create something in business um, or in our careers, but we're not seeing it yet. I take it down to a foundation and I look at it like this and I, with my clients, I even um, get them to have an expanded view. When we say that we want something and we want to create it, right? But our actions aren't lining up with um, helping us move forward or, or when there's a blockage from us seeing what are the necessary steps. What that means is there's either some type of limiting belief within our psyche, right? Or there's a disconnect between the heart, what we want to create, and with the mind, what we know or feel like we can. So we have to get to the foundation of where is this coming from? Is it limited beliefs based on money? 
where our, did our parents always tell us things like, you know, money doesn't grow on trees or it's hard to be rich or, you know, rich people are, you know, uh, greedy and they can't be trusted. What are these things that are a foundation that's keeping us from getting to that level? And unless we address those things, we're going to keep continuously going in circles. Wow. So, I, yeah, I read a book and um, it's T. Harv. I can't remember his last name, but the whole thing in the book, he talks about what is your financial blueprint? And if you say you want something, but your financial blueprint, so we'll say, say you say you want to create a company that can make $10 million a year, but your financial blueprint tells you that I don't have the ability to make over 500,000. Even if by some phenomenon you made 10 million, something's going to happen. You're going to spend it. You're going to make a bad investment. And you're going to go right back down to guess what that 500,000. So we got to get to the foundation of what that blueprint is. Now talking about that foundation of that blueprint, are you trying to say that's about their confidence? Are you trying to say, well, let's dig into what they believe in themselves. Or I, I had a formula system I told you about called the ABCs that had that word action in there. Huge, so huge, crazy, powerful word, especially effective execution with action. With belief being number two, communication number three, and then your soul and alignment, which I know that you have a lot of understanding of what alignment feels like with your chakras, with your energies, and with really your diet and nutri nutrition, which I love to ask you uh, as an expert in. But back to the belief and the foundation of understanding, hey, I could be worth $10 million. What gets mm -hmm. the person to give that confidence so that that can become a manifestation and not have that syndrome of, you know, that's too big for me, or that's, that's not in my life. That's that mm -hmm. happened in my lifetime. How, gotcha. how, how do you get to that level? Man, I think in the beginning stages, it's going to have to be um, will and desire. And for so many of us, um, it, it may be something uh, more superficial or negative per se that drives us in the beginning. There's so many people who only desire to be famous and wanted to be the, you know, the best in their area or their craft so they can have, you know, be known across the world. But it drove them to put forth the effort. Um, but you're not going to be able to achieve anything great if you don't have the will and you don't have the desire. And I think that once you have the will and desire strong enough, like those are married, then you start developing this mindset of no matter what happens or what people say, I don't care what anybody says, I'm going to achieve this, right? Mm -hmm. So it takes that level of confidence to be able to feel and to know what you can do and then be able to put the blinders up to people around you and deaf ears to the naysayers. That's great stuff, Barry. You know what, that actually accurately states the mentality that I had because mm -hmm. when you're building a large entity and whatnot, you really have to have that unwavering belief system that you just explained so that you can put the blinders on and go for those big goals and big dreams. But mm -hmm. it takes a lot of, of, a lot of parts of the puzzle, an amazing team and a lot of great energy and amazing product and service for success in business. Let's, Let's turn the page, Pharaoh, and let's, let's talk about you as the expert. You know, we could talk some more business and running a company, the five pillars. I want to talk about the expert, man. What do, what do you consider? What's your credentials right now? What are my credentials? If somebody asked me if I was an expert in something, health and wellness is a foundation. Mm -hmm. But I would say overall wellness, like in life. I've become a student of life. And how my brain works is... Um, 
I look at things like a chart. Have you ever seen the matrix? Have you seen the matrix when they're looking at the screen and it's just all like the green code all up and down. It kind of reminds you of like a stock, you know, stock, stock charts when it's just a whole bunch of um, different charts and things of that. That's how my mind has started to look at life. And now I'm able to see how everything is connected. Every single system in life is codependent on the other system, even though they are independent in a, in a way, for example, nature, a forest, a forest is able to continue to thrive and grow as long as the sun is shining, as long as it's getting the rain, but the specific trees, you know, uh, grow and it gives off oxygen to people and certain trees are home to certain animals who are able to hide from certain prey, but, um, certain prey, certain big cats and big animals eat, uh, rodents so that it doesn't get overpopulated. So all of that. So it's the same thing with the body. When our body is in alignment, and uh, we're feeling healthy, we're feeling good, then endorphins and things pour out of our brain. And guess what? Then our thoughts become clearer, right? And then the more that we meditate, it makes us feel healthier. And then when we feel better, we're able to have better relationships with people. And then that positive energy from them is affecting us. So I look at all of these systems and my whole goal has been, how do I decode what, what are the uh, cheat codes of life so that I can show and teach others so they, now they can have similar results, right? I was reading a quote, and it said that we spend so much energy on learning. What's the system on how to build a business, okay? How do you build um, departments in the business? Marketing and all of these things have codes because we sat and we studied them. But how many of us are studying, how do you create happiness? What is happiness? Is there a formula for happiness? Is there a formula for uh, inner peace and growth. And if there's a formula, are there tools to help us get there? So if I was to be an expert in anything, I would tell people that I'm a student of life. I would tell people that I'm a student of life and I've started to decode these keys that they can utilize in their life to have similar results, similar successes. So interesting, man, because you're speaking the truth and I've seen it firsthand that you put in so much time into understanding and being a student and soaking mm-hmm. this knowledge so that you could tell other people. The other thing is that you apply it to. Obviously, that's a huge part in business. One thing I just want to bring up, it reminded me of, I was speaking with somebody and they asked me what my why was uh, and they were an investor. That's how they like to invest now is based on the entrepreneur's why. And mm-hmm. I thought about it for a second. I told him, I said, I want to make an impact and change the world cliche. He said, how are you going to do that? And I thought about it and I said, well, back to what you just said you could do for people. I said, Mm -hmm. if I could get to the best version of myself in this lifetime, the greatest version of Danny Perdick, I'd be able to use my gifts the most. Use my brain, my creativity, my strengths to create the most impact for this world because my intention will be pure. Yes. And I thought about it like that. And I said, that's how I could do it. Because there's no kumbaya. There's no that you're going to end every war, everything that's negative or dark or per se evil in this world. There's no Mm -hmm. chance that you're going to solve every challenge. Mm -hmm. Obviously, a collective problem solvers will, will, will make positive impact. But it goes back to that fact of you being healthy. Yes. Important part of this life. So you could be the gift you are to this world, your purpose, being fulfilled 
and and know how to move forward. So that I I, I feel like you really are locking in on such a very important part for humanity. So I thank you. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share with your audience. It's true because these entrepreneurs that are going to be listening and, and beyond, you know, anybody who just, you know, is inspired. It's okay. You don't have to, everyone has to be a builder. It's just more about reaching your potential. And that's something that I really have a lot of respect for you, Pharaoh. And you've done a lot of experimenting. And I, I'm so curious. Let's talk a little bit about nutrition or the path mm-hmm. you've been on with understanding your body. And it's one of the pillars that you teach in your program, your 21-day transformation. What, what do you teach about nutrition and what is fasting, the recharge that you're talking about? Explain a little bit about that to us. Awesome, awesome. So when it comes to fasting, fasting is the um, willing abstinence from food right? Um, you know, there's so many people who are like, oh, I went on a social media break or fast. But when it really comes down to fasting is withholding yourself from food. And what that does is it allows your body, your digestive system to take a break. Imagine like this. I tell people like this. We eat on average three times a day. Most people do some snacking and all of those things. It's going to take six to eight hours, if, um, a little more or less, depending on the person, to break down and digest food. So our body pretty much is digesting and breaking food down. Um, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all throughout our life. Imagine if you had to work every day, all day, and never take a break or vacation. That's the power of fasting. Fasting allows our digestive system to finally take a break, 24 hours, 36 hours, seven days, a break from working. And when our body is able to take a break, it's able to reroute that energy that it would take to actually break down food and put it towards repair of the body. So there's so many people who go on like a seven-day fast or 14-day fast and had ailments, um, had certain diseases, um, diabetes, completely reversible um, through fasting, through nutrition, so many different uh, uh, ailments from overeating and eating foods that break down the body. But when we reset, it's something very powerful and we get to uh, step into self-healing. Our bodies, I tell people, Our bodies are the greatest technology on the face of this planet because our bodies, if something is broken or for the most part, right? If something is broken or something breaks down, it automatically triggers the system in the body to heal itself and to fix it. Like that's amazing. We don't have cars that can do that. Oh, wow. It just broke down. Okay. Let's trigger something and it's going to fix itself. So, but in order to keep it at its optimal level of technology, we have to do some maintenance. And fasting is one of the greatest way to do maintenance. So you definitely suggest people to, at a certain age or at a certain point in their life, or just in general to try out fasting? For sure. In general, give your body that break. And what you're going to find is you'll have more energy. It, it, um, it triggers the system in the body called autophagy, where um, certain cells that are kind of dysfunctional. It, they're going to self-heal and heal themselves, as well as the HGH, human growth hormone, and the body triggers. So it's a natural way to kind of reverse the, the um, age of time to uh, start looking and feeling younger. So many people have gone on fast, extended fast, like, wow, I have more energy than I've ever had, or more energy I've had since I was younger. It's phenomenal. And the reason I'm asking you this stuff is because, look, there's one thing about getting your money up, but there's one thing about getting your whole being up a hundred percent and i know someone like you has put a lot of emphasis on that 
taking a step back from being in the chaos of just making the sales and just focusing on the next big marketing pitch. Obviously, everything that drives you is a why now. What is that why that you wake up every day to set your goals in the path you're on right now? Is it just what you mentioned before, helping the person activate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good question, man. Because so I, once a month, I'll take uh, two days, like a weekend, but probably just two days, like a Saturday and Sunday. And um, I'm going to reflect as well as a, it's time to kind of um, re-energize and see if there's any areas in my life that can be fixed or amended or, and worked out so that I can become better. So I was having this uh, reoccurring thought and reoccurring feeling that I wasn't showing up as powerfully as I normally do. I usually come with a whole bunch of energy uh, in so much that if I'm in the room, other people are going to feel encouraged, ready to move, ready to take action. But I wasn't feeling that as much. And it went back to my why, right? So it's interesting. I just became prepared to answer this question for you. So another synchronicity. What I realized is that I was moving and doing things because I wanted to help people, right? I wanted to uh, help the world become better. But I realized that that's not enough. I help people every day. What I really want to do and what I'm really here for is to help save the world, right? Help save the planet by helping people realize that it's their job to save themselves. For so often, for so long, people feel like they can't do it because they need help or I need support or I didn't have a mother in the home, I didn't have a father, all these things. And they don't realize that every tool, everything that they need to change their situation is internal. That is up to them to save themselves and to change their situation. So every day I focus on being the greatest version of myself so that somebody else can look at me and say, man, if he can do it, I can do it too. Like, that's it. So I have to show up powerful. I can't, I, I can't, you know, have these days where I allow my, myself to have a whole day where I was down on myself. You know why? Because it can be three people who are on the brink of suicide, on the brink of giving up, who were destined to come across my path and be inspired. But because I'm off, they never saw that. I can't do that anymore. And since I've had this mentality, it's like, man, I'm on a mission. This world, this planet, if we just leave it um, in the direction that it's going as far as how people are treating it, it's getting closer to destruction than closer to life. So we have to live powerfully so that we can change that course of direction. You, Danny, me, everyone listening here, we have the tools to be able to shift and change humanity. So that's my why. Mm, and you feel it too. You feel, feel it. it. Beautiful, man. It's beautiful to see the person you are for this world. You're a real one. And it comes down to the fact that that quote, though, you know, great power with great yeah. responsibility. You are the spiritual rock star mentality. You are the being of that force where I see you. You know, I kind of pictured you when I met you guys and shout out to the whole team because you guys have inspired me on, on a lot of levels. And when I went out there in January and saw you guys, I said, and these are like the superheroes. I could picture you guys in suits, you know, yeah. coming here to do good, been through a lot of that's, that's That's really the, the spirit that we need for this year, man. And I figure that's the type of people I want to surround my, myself with personally. And I know the world will do a lot a lot of good with people like you. So much respect, bro. So with nutrition, mm-hmm. with the diet as for the vegetarian lifestyle, what 
what aligns you with that? And what do you have to say about it for people who are interested? Because we want to know how to keep our body right. We want to know from people who are doing it. Awesome. Awesome. So listen, back when I was studying uh, Nikola Tesla, you know, this is, it's not before Tesla, the company, but it's before Tesla, the company was in the news, in the media, everywhere. Right. So I was studying Nikola Tesla, who uh, Tesla is named after. And um, he said something that was profound. We eat to get energy, to replenish our energy, to heal the body, all these things, but really for energy. So let's think, let's stay in the mindset of energy. The sun is what keeps life on this planet able to continue to grow. It's, uh, it, it, it sends off literally electrons, energy, our body, our foods, all these things, plants absorb that energy and it helps us grow. So plants get energy from the sun. We eat plants and that energy, uh, that food turns to energy in our body. Now, so that's kind of like a firsthand source of energy. Now, when you think of animals, animals eat the plants. And then if we eat the animals, that's a secondhand source of energy. The cleanest fuel would be to get it directly from the plants or get it directly from the sun. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And our bodies naturally absorb, break down, and um, are able to take in the, the, the minerals and the vitamins from the vegetables a lot faster than the meat process. The meat actually breaks down in your body, um, and it causes a lot of stress on your body. So that's why people who eat excess amounts of meat, they, a lot of them, their bodies in continuous state of stress, so they start to develop these uh, diseases like hypertension, high blood pressure, a, a lot of these things which are reversible by just going plant-based. So there's some interesting science. It's like, wow, people have hyper, hypertension, high blood pressure, um, heart disease. A lot of them are able to, re, to reverse that just by going to eating plant-based. There has to be something where eating a certain way breaks the body down. There's lots of science that's coming out explaining all of those things. I'll ask about that where you know, we'll, we'll do a show diving into a whole thing and you guys can go check out Farrell's programs because he can build you a nutrition plan, no problem, that could fit your needs and your, and your blood type and your body type. Now, Farrell, what are some things that people can eat? Because I'm, I'm someone who used to say, that, hey, I won't be able to get enough protein. It's uh-huh. that, that type of mentality. What would you say to that? Man, easy. I would say the biggest, strongest mammals on this planet eat what? Let's, let's look at a horse, an ox, you know, most, most uh, big gorillas. You know, some gorillas eat like some ants and things, but 80%, 85% of their diet is all plants. These are the biggest, strongest mammals, uh, elephants, giraffes, and all they do is eat plants. But you'll notice something that they do. They're eating continuously and they're eating throughout the day, right? And for us, animals get their protein. Say we, we're like, we need protein from chicken or turkey or whatever. They're getting their protein from plants. Chickens aren't eating chickens. Cows aren't eating cows. They're getting all their protein from plants. And they're developing bigger and stronger than we are. So maybe the myth and the lie is that we've been conditioned to feel and think that we need more protein than we actually do. I have been certified by several doctors who have proved that the majority of humans on this planet consume too much protein, right? And that excess protein your body can't break down, you end up urinating it out. But that that adds stress on the body as well. That's why so many people have all this acne, breaking out in acne, have a trouble using the bathroom because they're really clogged up. And you'll find that a lot of people end up going plant-based, and that stuff starts clearing up. 
And it's something that you can say could be like a gradual transition. For sure. I tell people, if you're like, hey, you know, it's not for me. Why don't you just try it for one day? One day a week, say meatless Mondays. How does it feel? And then try to do one week and see if it's for you. In this age that we're in, I believe that we're beyond the age of uh, uh, preachers who are just telling you what you need to do. And this only this way is the right. No, now is the time for you to try, experiment for yourself. And if it works for you, more power to you. But you have to at least get in the game and try it. What do you feel about with all the natural herbs and healing and stuff like that for like your body and all the different types of plants out there that could mm-hmm. Vitamins for your brain and, and your heart and this and that. How do you feel about that? Anything that's natural, I'm all for. Interesting thing, like marijuana. I don't smoke personally. For me and my body, I don't like how it makes me feel. But it is natural. It is from the earth, and it does heal a lot of people. So anything that's natural, I can never say that, oh, it's not good. Um, but when it comes to a lot of the, these vitamins, and um, depending on what company is actually producing it. Some of that stuff is processed and is not actually good for your body. So it's all about you finding um, a source that has the consumer's best interest in mind and they're getting, getting them the most whole ingredients. But there's a couple of things that I will say that the vast majority of the world is deficient in, so they need to supplement. One is uh, B12, and then the other one is vitamin D. A lot of people, um, I think it's about 50% of the population, doesn't get out in the sun enough. So uh, vitamin D and B12, uh, the the vast majority of people do need to supplement those. Oh, thanks for that advice, Farrell. I think you guys should definitely listen in on what he has to say. Obviously, what we'll stick to what we're all saying. Do what works for you, but definitely mm-hmm. advice from someone who's done a lot of research and a lot of applying of these experiments to see these results. So are you at that peak point of your body right now? Are you at that top level? Where, where are you at yourself? What I say in my, my peak, I would not say I'm at my peak. Um, and this is why I say, as far as mindset now, I'm getting closer to the peak because I know how to implement these tools. For example, say I wake up and have an off day because you guys, we're not going to feel good. We're not going to feel great every single day, but I know how to get myself back into the state, into the mentality of, okay, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to crush it, get back positive. Like I know those tools. So I feel like, okay, I know the formulas now, but I've been doing a lot of fasting, um, over the last probably two years to get to this place. So I feel extra clear. I feel extra strong, but I do want to put on some size, right? So I haven't seen myself now at this, you know, body fat percentage, you know, uh, with this extra optimized mind at 201 pounds. That's like my goal, 201 pounds. I'm usually about 190. So I want to put on these 11 pounds and see what does that version of Pharaoh look like? And if I like it or if I like, you know, uh, being, being um, a little smaller. So I'm still doing some testing. I'm still doing some testing. Let me say that, though, because if you guys look at Pharaoh's IG, you'll see that he's in probably the most tip-top shape, shredded, jacked, the whole nine yards. So it's cool to see his answer uh, based on, you know, his appearance and whatnot. But, yeah, keep it up, bro. Uh, I know you're, you're going to push yourself to the limits, and it's all about that, you know, health and getting to that, that level that we're talking about. How do you stay disciplined? How do you set that consistency? Hmm. Now, I'll be honest with you. Discipline is something that I had to learn. And since Kobe died, and so over this last year, in all transparency, I've been focused on taking it to a higher level. And since Kobe died, you know, the biggest thing that he left us was his mentality, the Mamba mentality. So I really wanted to understand 
how did Kobe think? You know, and not just Kobe, a lot of people have been studying what is their uh, daily practices, what made them great. And Michael Jordan, Kobe, they always wanted to be the best that they can be, but they didn't necessarily set out to be, hey, I'm going to be the best ever. What they did set out to be is the best version of themselves and to methodically uh, practice every single day, whether I feel like it or I don't feel like it. Because if I can become better every single day, then over time, I would have compounded to a level of greatness that others can't keep up. Why? Because they're not disciplined and they don't have this, they're not emulating the same practices. So for me, I set out to win every day. Like I've gamified it, right? So uh, yes, I want to be great. And, you know, a year from now, I have these goals, but I have to be able to hit these goals every day so I can feel like I won the day. And when I reflect back on the week, sometimes based on my criteria, it was only six out of the seven days where I feel like I won or five out of seven days that I feel like I won. But I'm not going below that. Why? Because I need to have at least five to seven days where I hit all these targets to feel like I had a winning week. And then it compiles to a winning month. So I simplified it to the day. I just need to focus on winning this day. That's so cool, man, because people need that. You need to catch that big philosophy. I talked about this before called momentum. And yes. once you catch that, things are miraculous. And it has to do with manifestation. It has to do with your I am mastery philosophy. And that's awesome. It shows that that's what's working and it's effective for you. And you're also experimenting. And yep. that leads me to, you've done some coaching for people now. You do mentor. Mm-hmm. You even work with some of the greatest entrepreneurs, I believe, of this generation, such as like the Ryan Blairs of the world, Gerard Adams, mm-hmm. and you've worked with them directly. What's it like mentoring such a, a big entrepreneur who with, with people who strive for greatness that we're talking about and, and have actually gotten to that level? Mm-hmm. Very good question. One of the greatest things that I discovered is that you can be a leader in one area and be a student in another. So because I understand that, it allows me to, to stand alongside people who have accomplished greater things in certain areas of their life, but for me to still be able to have a certain level of confidence to be able to deliver and coach and to help and support in the area that I'm strong in. So to answer your question, it's to uh, be completely optimized and committed in the area that I'm strong in, right? And to only focus on um, leading in that area. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. It just shows that, hey, it's like, hey, my lane is this and I'm delivering my strength here. And this is why yeah. I'm surrounded by you in this moment. Now, what's the experience like? What's your opinion of these people? Because you talk about this type of greatness and then you're surrounded by it. And I'm inspired by yourself and by those individuals too that you've worked with. What's it like? What's your opinion of those type of people for this world? High performers, man, I love them. You know, I love everyone. And, but, you know, there's some people that you're around and you know that they're in your life for you to be able to give and to motivate. And, you know, you're, you're kind of like that, um, that, that bridge for them to get to one point of their life to another, right? But people like these high performers, like your Gerard Adams and your Ryan Blairs, they have so many treasures that a lot of times you're standing alongside them just in awe and inspiration because they've amassed so much wisdom and knowledge, right? But it motivates you even more to dig into the depths of your expertise 
and to be able to offer and give them that. So the beauty of all that and the greatest experience is, man, it's like playing tennis. You know how you're able to serve the ball and then the other person hits it back and then you hit it back. And the beauty of the game is being able to go back and forth. So it's a ever, uh, it's a not never ending uh, beauty of give and take, support, support, strengthen, strengthen. Does that make sense? I mean, it sounds like that's the relationship you're building with these high performing individuals. And you've, I'm sure you've learned a lot from them too, which that's, you know, such a great thing in life. And I've said this before and I've heard this quote, I don't want to say who it's from, but the 33% rule, 33% you should be mentoring 33% of the people should be on your level and 33% you should be being mentored by. And that will give you that type of wisdom and gratification and fulfillment to live at a high performance. A hundred percent. And here's another thing that you learn from being, um, you know, at people who are experts in their field, in their arena, they value, I'm talking about extremely value and honor and re respect people who are experts in their craft and in their arena. And they are continuously studying and working on improving to become experts in their arena and strengthening areas of their life that may be a weakness. Like Gerard, like I live with Gerard, live with Ryan. Every single day they're reading. Every single day they're growing. They have mentors. They are not leaving it up to themselves to amass the information. They've created a network of support. And then on top of that support, they're going out in their personal time and their alone time to learn even more. So that's one thing that I would say is the difference between your super high performers and people who, you know, um, aren't quite there yet. It's the continual thirst and desire to learn and grow every day. Never stops. Wow. That should resonate with every single person who's listening to this, whether you made, you know, a hundred million, five million, your first hundred thousand, like that's powerful that you're never stopped learning. I remember one time I have some things and we could talk about it where I said, to my business partner and I said, Arby, it's about money, power, respect. And I was upset. And he me and he said, Hey, you got it wrong. Mind you, he's double my age. Uh -huh. It's about res it's the other way around. And mm -hmm. that respect, and then that was one quote that hit me. So that respect was the most important thing beyond those uh -huh. objectives. The other thing I told my buddy Jim Fannin, so wise, which already gave away the answer, I said, it's about, I want power. He goes, why do you want power? I want wisdom. Woo! Yes. So these are different things that I get from people that I learn from. And I'm just like, wow. If we could keep learning from people like Pharaoh and our mentors and we soak it in and we listen to what they say, man, you guys are really telling us some, some things to help us get to that next level. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. So what do you, what do you have to say? to the, the entrepreneur or to the person listening of what they could learn or something that's on your heart that you could deliver to them with your knowledge? What would I say to the entrepreneur and what's on my heart? Master yourself. That's the first thing. I went through a period where after I had reached success and I invested a lot of money in a business and I was self-funding it and things didn't turn out the way that I needed them or wanted them to turn out. So I felt, felt like I, I um, had to backtrack, right? I was on a certain level and I came down. And in that, I remember my mindset 
you know, we're used to being in a business, figuring out, um, solving some problem. What's the next thing? What's the, the next venture? But I remember I was on a fast. It goes back to fasting. I was on a fast and I said a little prayer and I said, what's the next thing for me? What can I do to impact the world? What's my next business? And we all saw the meme on uh, Instagram when it said, everyone's worried about securing the bag, secure yourself, right? But I literally got that, said, you are the business. When you master yourself and you make yourself the focal point of your business, you can be dropped or put in any arena and you will reach success. Why? Because you become a successful person, a successful being. So the first thing I would say is to master yourself. Because at that point, endless opportunities come around you. Why? Because you've become invaluable. Damn. Yeah, you know, it's really deep stuff, man, because we all just want to live a fulfilled life that we're proud of. Mm-hmm. Laying on that bed or whatever's our day and whatever's meant to be. And it's, I went out and I did everything I wanted to do. Yes. I, went out to do it big and I swung as hard mm-hmm. as I can. Not to feel defeated if I didn't, but just proud of trying. Mm-hmm. And you saying that really hit home with me because, man, if you can just be at peace with yourself, I'm sure you could do some great things. 100%. 100%. And the, and the next thing that I would say, a, a second thing, and you talked about power, but one thing that my business mentor, my first one, told me is uh, never give your power away, right? So you can collaborate and you can work with other people, you know, and um, that's collaboration. But you should always be in a position where you're able to work and create with no ceiling. At the point where uh, you, your greatness or your growth is limited, you've given your power away to someone else. Mm. And, you know, through life, sometimes you have to endure these things. Mm-hmm. concepts of what you're saying and that's something like that might have been one something that went in my ear and out the other but mm-hmm. until you feel that that effect it really you'll understand how important it is not to give away your power because for me that was one of the things on my entrepreneurial journey that i made some decisions to change responsibilities mm-hmm. with my power of certain decision making and certain things that I really took to heart and seriously as my job. And when that gets misaligned, you're going to understand what that feeling means. Yes. So thanks for saying that type of stuff. And, you know, this podcast, I really wanted to touch a lot of different things. I wanted to dig into your mindset. I wanted to understand your journey to success and how you've amassed to this emotional currency and financial currency and the path you're going right now. And then I wanted to talk about some of your success principles and strategies that you use in your business. And I talk to some people who own a large company to some people who are just entrepreneurs owning multiple companies to all different types of ways people are handling their business. My question for you is on that success and strategies part, Let's talk about where you're going now in business. What's your move? What do you got going on? What are you a part of? So we can know a little bit about you and know a little bit about the business. Awesome. So for me, um, my success is going to be 
based on how many lives I can positively affect, right? And I look at it beyond that. A lot of people are like, I want to impact as many people as possible. Well, I want to impact as many generations as possible. I want to be a driving force to help cultivate a new mindset, like, like the messages that you're getting across on Millionaire Voices, um, a new mindset in, in men who will eventually become um, husbands and women who eventually become wives and have children. And now we've cultivated generations of success. That's what I'm focused on. So for me, I have um, different programs and um, coaching things that I'm putting out, like the 21-day uh, program, which is out, as well as I, as I was getting this vision, um, Gerard Adams was having a similar vision, and he went and started his brand. And then Ryan Blair was having a similar vision as far as uh, cultivating and creating a movement uh, that unifies uh, people, religions, and being able to help them develop a new mindset. So I've, I've partnered with Ryan to create uh, a movement that expands the whole globe so that we can go ahead and um, help elevate the consciousness of individuals and at the very least give them a support system so that they can uh, transform their lives. That's so, cool. yeah, when I, I think what's next is how do we continue to do what we're doing but globalize it? We have to be able to impact people in cities, in countries, in um, places around the whole world. Why? So we can help elevate the full consciousness. I want to be a driving force in bringing about the new renaissance. Back in the 1400s, we were leaving a part in our history that was the dark ages. There was little innovation. There was uh, little uh, art and things that were being created. But when that renaissance hit, it was like the world, creativity, people's minds opened up. I believe we are going into that period. You know what, man? I, I actually feel the same type of way. I've always wanted to do good. I never wanted to tell someone how to live. I just wanted to really get to a lot of my goals. And yes. Same time, I really wanted to make impact. For me, I'm, I'm that personality that says that cliche of the CEO who will shake the janitor's hand or mm. a business person's hand the same way, treat them with the same amount of respect. I don't worry about the status of so-called uh, employment or whatnot. I, I look at the character of people. Yeah. I believe that if you are putting value into something, it takes a lot of parts to any equation to find that ultimate success. So this is stuff that I actually got involved with. And, you know, we were able to have this conversation. I'm able to, I feel like have this respect, not just from the company that I built, but from the relationship I built with you over the past year to have the honor and opportunity to, to interview you. Thank so, you. It's honor is all mine, my brother. It means a lot, man, because you guys are doing big things. I was that entrepreneur that was feeling the effects of being an entrepreneur for seven years, that cliche again, getting burnt out for the first time and run through walls, 21 years old, hit 28 and actually start to think twice about all the walls and all the memories and whatnot. And you guys really picked me up, didn't judge me, didn't care how much money I made or whatnot and just treated me like, hey. We want to give you some more tools. We want to get your back. We want to support you on your entrepreneurial journey and on just as in life. And experience I had out there was phenomenal, meeting you and Gerard and, and Ryan, and then ultimately the whole team and all the love and care you guys give and really genuine product. That's mm -hmm. what I 
involved with it. And we talked about this, and I'll say it on camera. You're the one who called me to get me part of the altar call movement. And you're the one who got me in because I'm someone who it takes a lot for me to get involved with those type of programs. But mm-hmm. when I realized the people who were behind it, I realized the value that you can receive if you can afford it. And mm-hmm. people who are business owners out there, I would definitely say this is something you need to look into to get that foundation and wisdom that can just take your business and your life really to the next level. Not, not a sales pitch, but more of a tune-up. And mm-hmm. you got nothing to lose, really, besides just time. It's always a pleasure talking with you, Pharaoh. What I want to ask you is, you've done so much studying and you learned so much knowledge. Who's someone that really resonated with you over the years? And you could share some of their wisdom with us today. Man, um, so many people. One, one person that I really liked and admired uh, was Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs is a Pisces, just like myself. Um, I really admired Steve because when he thought, he thought of the world. He thought of, I want people to be able to have, uh, every person to be able to have a personal computer. And he was, the whole world, like business was nowhere near as globalized as it is now, right? As well as another thing I loved about Steve Jobs is he had several different interests because I'm, I'm the type of person who likes different things and he was able to figure out how to make them all synchronize. For example, Steve Jobs, he started off focused on computers and creating personal computers, okay? He also loved uh, animation. He liked what Pixar was doing as far as making these full-length animated films. At the time, yes, technology has to do with computers, but when you think of like the film industry and what he was doing with computers, it's not as in sync and it doesn't go together as well as uh, we know today. So, but he became the ma- one of the main investors in Pixar, sat on their board and all these things, it was able to um, help negotiate the deal when they got sold to Disney, I believe. Then not only that, Steve Jobs, he liked music. So guess what he did? He, he created a computer I can fit in your pocket with music. Do you see how all these things, he figured out how to bring them all together under one umbrella, but they all could have been individual industries. So I really admired him for that and his genius in saying that every one of my interests, I'm going to figure out how to bring it in-house and have my company be able to build it. Another person I really liked was Disney. I don't think we give Walt Disney enough respect and credit. This was a grown man, a creator who wanted to help children believe, make believe and believe in magic again. He wanted children to be able to believe in being a king or a prince or a princess again. So he created his own world where that was the standard and where that was the status quo. So first he started with the films and then he said, the films are cool, people can sit and experience this, but now I literally wanna create my own world, own theme park, where kids are going to be able to come and live their dreams, where it's going to become a reality. Like, I really believe that what he did um, for our generation was to help us make believe, get in touch with our imagination again. Um, and I, it's phenomenal. It's, it's phenomenal. And another thing that I liked was how his relationship with his brother was. His brother was in charge of all the money, figuring out how to get the finances to create 
And Walt Disney focused on just creating. And he would go to his brother and say, we need money for this. And his brother would say, there is no money. And Walt would say, if anybody could figure it out, you could figure it out because we need to create this. So anybody who is so confident in what they can create and they're so focused on the possibility and the reality that it can be created, like those are the people that I really admired. And they didn't let anything, any no, not even when experts in the arena were telling them no. They're like, no, if I can think it, if I can see it, then there has to be a way to create it. But I'm going to leave you to figure that out. I love that. It's so powerful when you talk about these massive figures for, for the world and the lessons that you got out of it. And it's mm-hmm. like that for the people that when you read or when you learn from people who have accomplished so much, you look for those lessons. And mm-hmm. it resonates with you, like you just mentioned, you found the value of the knowledge of what you could use in your life from their lesson. And that's the powerful part about it. Because everything you said with those individuals is so true. And it's so inspiring. It shows you that anything is possible. And that what's impossible is really just two syllables. Um, yeah. Now, we've talked about this a little bit earlier. I want to mention it one more time. There's a huge piece of it. There's one thing about gaining knowledge through reading, through watching things, through different people in society and figures and stories. But mentors is a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. You've had a mentor and you continuously have mentors, just like the great Ryan Blair's and Gerard Adams constantly have mentors. So you constantly are learning. What do you say about mentors for you right now? What do you, what do you view it as a mentor for the younger person looking for that type of guidance? Gotcha. Um, mentorship and having a mentor is critical. Um, because number one, you have someone that you can learn from. Number two, you have someone that, um, you know, can, can support you in you really feeling and knowing that uh, what you're trying to move towards is possible as well as, as we all know, it, it cuts our learning curve. You know, we can learn so much faster from somebody who's been there and done that for me. Oh, this is one thing I do want to say is, uh, it's okay. And, and to realize that. You can have several different mentors along the way, you know, mentors for certain areas of your life, as well as as you grow, there comes a point where sometimes you may outgrow the mentorship from that specific mentor. That makes sense. Like you may just say you want to create a million dollar company where it may get to the point where you're creating a billion dollar company. At that point, you may need someone else to help, you know, support you along that journey. I think that I, because I, I, my relationships, I care so much about them. I didn't realize early on that, um, you know, it was okay to have other mentors or to grow into another mentor because I would feel like, oh my God, am I, you know, am I doing something shady or, you know, am I letting this person down? It's just open communication. But the greatest thing is you have to be able to provide some type of value to your mentors as well, you know? whether it's fresh ideas because you're, you know, you're younger. Sometimes maybe it's just support, just something. Find out a way where you can show them that you care and you're appreciative of their time. That is one of the most valuable things that you can do to a mentor. Show them appreciation. Yeah, because if not, you're either going to get that mentor who is willing to give you advice because they believe in you and, and you're showing that you're interested enough for them to want to give, them, give you the information. Other times you have to pay for it. And yep. You have to invest in yourself. And, you know, I'm someone who spent six figures, you know, 
Me too. Happily investing in myself, and I want mm-hmm. investing in myself, and I believe that other people should invest in themselves, whether it's a hundred dollars up to thousands of dollars, because. I bet you I could find something in your past life that we can accumulate all that money to something you spent that was worthless. <laughs> yeah. This could actually help you so much. Well, no fair, Pharaoh, it's now I'm curious to see the next six months from now. I'm mm-hmm. curious to see where you're at. I'm curious to see everything that you're saying come to fruition. And I'm curious to see all the more people that you help in the next six months. You're living out in LA and you're going to continue moving in the direction that we're talking about on this show. Maybe tell people where they can find you, how to stay in touch with you and just where you're located. I'm in LA and the best way to get in touch with me is Instagram, Pharaoh, that's P-H-A-R-A-O-H 333. Uh, Shoot me a DM. I check my DMs. Um, I check my messages. I check my comments. And man, I'm, I'm here to support you as well. And um, what does the next six months look like for me? You guys, you're just going to really have to stay in tune, stay in tune. I would say the the first thing that I'm focused on is, uh, again, doing a 21-day transformation program and starting to uh, help people elevate the mind, body, spirit, relationships in their business and start cultivating a group of people who have have started doing the work and who are doing the work. And then outside of that, um, man, stay in tune to the Instagram, to the social media and, and watch what happens and uh join me be a part of it i love it man well i can't wait yeah everyone go check out pharaoh's page like he said and look if you really want to join the 21 day transformation i think it'll be a phenomenal experience for you and you'll really enjoy it if you see the value in it i know i could definitely put my name behind pharaoh what he offers and everything he's doing to try to help you reach your highest point best version of yourself I'll have a lot of different information on the programs he's involved with. So just stay tuned. And thank you so much, Pharaoh, for all your nuggets and wisdom, man. And I'm looking forward to talking to you in the next couple months. Thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me to have a millionaire voice. And, uh, man, you're motivating me to go do some more stuff so I can come back on the show. (laughs) I can't wait, man. Look, make sure to go follow him. And I'm looking forward to seeing you all, Pharaoh. Have a great day, brother. You too, my brother. God bless. So Pharaoh went on this spiritual journey. He created this life for himself that's so inspiring because he went on these 21-day fasts. He did these amazing things to his body and transformed himself from the inside out that he teaches us on this show. The importance of meditation, the importance of being aligned with what you want to do and what you love. So guys, once again, if you want to check out Pharaoh's work, Make sure to check out Millionaire Voices and subscribe and we'll have all the information in the description below. This way you can access more information about his program, you can learn more about the show, and learn more about any other inquiries we can offer to help you. Thanks again. Make sure to subscribe and if you really enjoyed the show, give us a 5-star review. Thanks so much. Tune in out. Millionaire Voices. Millionaire Voices.